The Rebbe starts off the Sikha by saying that after the Pasuk relates how the Bnei Kahos, the Bnei Gershon, and Bnei Merari were counted, all of those that came to do the work in the oil moyed, the Pasuk says, all of those people that Moshe Rabbeinu counted, from 30 to 50, all of those that came to do the work, the service of work, and the service of carrying, and then it goes on to say the numbers. Rashi explains the words avoidas avoida as meaning the shear with symbols and kinoiris with harps, which Rashi says is an avoida for another avoida. That means the words avoidas avoida is not to be understood as a work of avoida, but rather a work for another avoida, a service for an avoida. And this is what Rashi is saying. This is referring to the avoida of shear. For the sake of the avoid of the carbonis. However, we need to understand, says the Rebbe, the Lashon of the Gemara, which is the basis for Rashi, says, Ezo avoida, which is the avoida that needs an avoida. This is referring to Shira. The Gemara doesn't mention anything, any names of any instruments. Rashi adds the names of Mitzotayim, the symbols, the kinoides, the harps. A second question the Rebbe has is, why does Rashi mention these two Instruments specifically, when there were many other instruments used by the avoida of the shear. Another question that Rebbe says is, why is it that Rashi doesn't mention at all singing by mouth? The question is even stronger when we compare it with singing that we learned about earlier when it says, Az Yashir Moshe, and this was singing by mouth. The Rebbe says we cannot say that Rashi only brings these two instruments because these are two general categories of instruments, because in the Pasuk and Divri Ayamim that describes the instruments, it actually groups it into three categories. Nivolim, that's a navel, we'll explain later in the Sikha what that means, Kinoires, the harps, and the cymbals. So Mimonavshech, either way you look at it, it seems to be a problem. Either Rashi should have brought all three categories, also the Nivolim, or bring only one as an example, and then say... Like the Pasuk in Divri Hayamim says, Metzoltayim, symbols, Ukleishir, and other musical instruments. We also need to understand. Yes, it's true that the wording of the Pasuk, Avoidas Avoida, forces us to say that we're speaking about something that's an Avoida for another Avoida, and therefore we translate it as Shir. But what's not understood is within the Pasuk itself. The Avoida of the Shir of the Levim was not even mentioned yet in the Pasuk previously. It only spoke of the avoid of the Levim, of carrying the Mishkan, of taking apart, putting together the Mishkan, guarding the Mishkan and the Mikdash. The command for the avoid of Shir and Pshutah Mikra is only going to stay, say later in Parshas Baha'a where it says, Nisunim Nisunim, that Levim were given over to me. The Rashi over there explains the double Nisunim for carrying loads and for singing. So it's not understood why is it right over here after the counting of the Bnei Levi, all of those that are coming to do the work, the Pasuk mentions only about this avoid of Shir, and not the other avoidus of Levim other than carrying. Especially that, the, as we said, the, the Torah didn't even tell us yet about this avoid of singing. The Rebbe now moves on to the next Rashi, on the words va'avoidas masa, the work of carrying. Rashi says, kimashmo'i, as it simply means. Now, it seems that Rashi is trying to tell us and negate that we may think that just like before when it said avoidas avoida means an avoida for another avoida, we might make a mistake over here and think as well avoidas masa might mean an avoida 
for carrying, means not carrying itself. So Rashi is telling us, no, avoidus masa, masa means simply an avoider of carrying. So we need to understand what would have we thought, what could we possibly think is a work for carrying. To use the expression of the Mizrahi, there is no other work that precedes the carrying, for the sake of the carrying. Now, we might try to answer that we may have thought that it's the avoid of loading the wagons, which is not the carrying itself, but it's an avoid of for the sake of the carrying, meaning we're going to load the boards on the wagons, and then the wagons will be carrying these boards. And the fact that the Pasuk is telling us specifically over here is, because the Pasuk is coming to add those avoiders that were not mentioned previously, the avoid, as we said, of shear, as well as this new avoider of loading the wagons. However, says the Rebbe, in addition to the fact that it's difficult to say the Rashi is coming to negate. Over here, this idea of the loading of the wagons, something that's only going to be saying later in the Parsha, says the Rebbe, according to this, we won't understand the other way around. Why does Rashi negate this sort of avoid of loading the wagons, and therefore says, no, it's not that avoid, we have to say it means actually simply the avoid of carrying, when seemingly this loading of the wagons was a part of the avoid of Bnei Gersh and Bnei Mirari, so why shouldn't we translate the avoid as maso in that way? In order to understand all of this, the Rebbe focuses on a Rashi in the beginning of the Parsha. On the Pasuk, you should count the Bnei Gersh and them too. Rashi says, like I commanded you regarding to the Bnei Kahas, to see how many have reached the category of avoida. Now, seemingly, it's not understood this whole arichus lotion of Rashi. Lirois, how many have reached this category of avoida? By the Bnei Kahos, we saw already clearly that they were counted from 30 to 50. Rashi explained over there, you should count those that are fitting to carry these loads, and they are the ones from 30 to 50. So what exactly is Rashi adding over here? Why is Rashi elaborating in this way over here? So the Maharal explains in his Pirush Rashi called the Gurarye, that Rashi is trying to explain to us that when it says, does not mean that we should count the Bnei Gershon just like we counted the Bnei Kos from 30 to 50. Rather, the Gamheim is referring not to the Pasuk that follows. In other words, from 30 to 50, rather it's going back to the words, meaning to say, you shouldn't just count them, but it should be a special type of counting, a special chashivus, which we call you're lifting them up, uh, a counting of elevation. That also, those that are being counted by Bnei Gershon are being lifted up by this, because they now they reached an elevated stage that he came to Lechlal Avoida, as Rashi says, and that's what Rashi is trying to tell us. And that's why it says, that you should count them as well, because they too reached a special stage of um, between 30 and 50 to be able to do the Avoida. And that's why it says, not However, says the Rebbe, if that's the case, the first question we have is, then why does it say Gamheim? We are making a certain comparison between Bnei Gershon and Kahas, but yet we're saying as if they're secondary to Kahas. Gamheim, they too you should count. Seemingly, if it's all about just to see how many, how many of them came to the category of work, this is equal by Kahas and Gershon. The question is even more than why doesn't it say by Bnei Merari, Nosayesroish? It says Tifkoidoisom, even though they're also counted those between 30 and 50. 
as the Pesach says, all of those that are coming to work, seemingly if Nasei Rosh means they were now came to a stage of being able to do work, so it should say Nasei Asroish by the Bnei Mirari as well. Now seemingly we could try to explain this by saying that the difference between the Bnei Kahas, Bnei Gershon and Bnei Mirari in regards to the Nasei Asroish is, is, is as far as the types of things that they're carrying where there's different levels of Kedusha. The Bnei Kahas that carried what the Torah calls the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Orin, the Shulchan, the Menoyer, the Mizbukhais, etc. The holiest objects of the Mishkan. So by them there is the highest and most important part of the Nesiyas Rosh. The Bnei Gershon, which are also carrying what the Torah refers to as Avoidus HaKodesh. These are the tapestries, the curtains that are seen in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. So they too have Nesiyas Rosh, but since it's not the same level of Kedusha as Bnei Kahas, therefore it's secondary, it's Gamheim to Bnei Kahas. Whereas by the Bnei Merari, where what they're carrying, the boards, etc., is not seen in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, it doesn't say, Nosei Esrash at all. Seemingly, this would fit very well with what Rashi says further in Pasha's Ba'aloyska, that the three Tenufos, the three wavings or liftings that happen with the Bnei Levi, correspond, the first one to the Bnei Kahas, Rashi says, because they had the avoid of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the second one, Bnei Gershom, because they too had Avoidus HaKodesh. And Rashi says, the things that were visible and seen in the Kodesh HaKodeshim. And the third one for Bnei Merari. So maybe this is why there's the differences in the Nosoi as far as these three families are concerned. Says the Rebbe, the problem is in addition to the fact that we cannot say the Rashi is relying here for what he will teach us later in Pasha's Baal the bigger problem is for the actual fact that Rashi himself teaches us and by the Bnei Kahas, what does Rashi say? He should count those that are fitting to do the work of carrying. In other words, those that have strength, as Rashi himself explains, that those that are less than 30 don't have the full strength, that those that are more than 50 are starting to get weaker. Rashi doesn't connect it in any way whatsoever to the Kedusha of their load. So it's understood that according to Rashi, the Nasei Yisroish is simply those that are fitting to be able to do the work of lifting and carrying. So we have the original question again, then why would there be a difference between Bnei Kahaz, Bnei Gershon, and Bnei Merari when seemingly they're all involved in the Avoidah? Says that ever so we must say that within the counting of Bnei Levi between 30 and 50, according to Rashi, there will be two groups, two categories. There's one type of counting which we call Nasei Yisroish, which is mainly by the Bnei Kahaz, and the Bnei Gershon are only secondary to that, and Bnei Merari doesn't apply to it all. There's another aspect of Kalabala, Tzavala, Avoidu, Oyal Moed, the certain work that's being done in the Oyal Moed, which is not related to Nesiyas Roish, and this sort of counting applies to all the Bnei Levi equally, and that's why they're all, all of those doing Avoidu between 30 and 50, and they're all counted. So to explain this, this counting in a way of Nosei Yisroish, the Rebbe says, based on the previous Rashi that we mentioned, is specifically related to going into this category of having this strength and the power to be able to carry the loads. As Rashi said before, Menei Mehem, you're counting those that can be carrying these loads. And this will be the reason between, the difference between these three groups in the Nosei Yisroish, between Kahas, Gershon, and Merari, according to how much they were carrying and what their loads were. The Bnei Kahas, by the Bnei Kahas, it only says, regarding their avoid, it only says Maso. It says they're doing a work of carrying. Since that is their whole avoid, so they get the primary Nosei Yisroish. By Bnei Gershon, we have the expression, where it says, this is the work of Mishpachas HaGershuni, La Avoid, Ula Maso. There's two things, there's avoid and there's carrying, meaning there's other avoid besides the carrying of loads. And therefore, 
they also have Nosei Yisroish, which is connected with carrying loads, but it's secondary to Kahos. And that's also why Rashi is medayik in his expression, he says, in the beginning of the Pasha, as we mentioned before, you should Nosei Yisroish, you should count them, Kamo Avoida, how many came to do Avoida, but he doesn't say, like he said by Bnei Kahos, Avoidas Maso, because it's not only about carrying loads by the Bnei Gershon, they also have other Avoid. Then comes Bnei Merari, where it just says, it doesn't say this expression of their avoida is carrying. Rather, it says, Mishmeris Masom. What does Mishmeris mean? It's not avoida. In other words, they don't necessarily have to, have to carry it themselves on their shoulders. Rather, as Rashi himself explained, the word Mishmeris means they are appointed to make sure that it gets carried. In other words, they have to ensure that these boards will get carried, but not necessarily they have to be carrying them themselves on their shoulders. And as it practically was that they had the wagons, as the Torah tells us further, and these and the wagons were the ones that carried them. So since their main job was not avoidas mas, an actual work, a labor of carrying themselves, therefore by them they also don't have this nosa yesteroish, which is associated specifically with those that are, as Rashi put it, those that could be doing the work of carrying. Nevertheless, we still count the Bnei Merari also between 30 and 50, which we said before is the primary strength, because even though by them we said it's more Mishmeris Masom, not Avoidas Masom, in other words, they're only appointed on it being carried, not carrying itself, it still doesn't negate that they, in certain cases they still carried some things on their shoulders as well. Because even though for general, for their Avoidas, they had the wagons, however, they had to carry the boards until the wagons, there is also room to say that not necessarily every single thing was put on the wagons. So now let's go back to one of the questions that I've asked. When Rashi says on the words, Avoidas Maso, it means Kemashmoi literally. What else could have we thought we asked? So the Rebbe says, Ah, oh, now we understand. We could have thought that Avoidas Maso would also mean an Avoida Limmaso. Like we said by Avoidas Avoida, an Avoida for an Avoida. In other words, what kind of avoida would we be speaking about? We might be speaking about that their levium are appointed for the carrying, but not the actual carrying itself. In other words, maybe what the pastor is speaking about over here is those jobs where someone is just appointed to make sure, to ensure that it gets carried. Maybe that's what avoidas maso mean. Says Rashi, we can't say that. Because for that you wouldn't need koyach just to be appointed to manage to make sure that it's being carried. And therefore, that shouldn't fit in with what the Pasuk is saying, those that are being counted between 30 and 50, which again is specifically to do with a certain strength, those that can be carrying things on their shoulders. And that's why Rashi says, it's Avoidas Masa, those that are going to be carrying things, as we said before, that even by the Bnei Merari, there were certain instances of carrying things on their shoulders. The Rebbe asks, we still need to understand, Bnei Gershoin, who carried the tapestries and the curtains, etc., they also had wagons for what they were carrying. So how were they different than the Bnei Merari? We said the Bnei Merari, although they put the things on the wagons, but sometimes they carried things. Well, the Bnei Gershoin, besides carrying on their shoulders, they also had wagons. So why is it that by the Bnei Gershoin, it does say, Zois Avoidas, that the Avoid of the, of the family of Gershon was Lamaso to carry, in other words, carrying their shoulders was considered an avoida. How are they different to Bnei Merari? So what the Rebbe is about to explain now in the next few paragraphs is showing that there was definitely more effort, more energy, more exertion needed by the Bnei Gershon. The Rebbe explains. Seemingly it's understood that the way that the Bnei Gershon and Bnei Merari took apart and put together the Mishkan was done in a certain order. 
So first, the bnei, think about how the Mishkan is standing. It's covered with all the Uriah. So first, the Bnei Gershon come along. They take apart that part of the Mishkan that's to do with their task. So they take off the curtains, the coverings, the tapestries, which are covering and hanging over the boards, over the pillars, etc. Immediately they take it to the wagons. Then come along the Bnei Merari, who are going to start their avodah, taking apart the beams, the poles, the boards, etc., and putting it on their wagons. So too, when the Mishkan is put up, first the Bnei Merari come and put up their beams and poles of their wagons, and then come the Bnei Gershon and cover it with the Uriois, with the cloim that were on their wagons, putting it onto the boards and the poles that were already there. So in other words, when the Bnei Gershon are taking off the Uriois off the Mishkan, and the curtains off the Chatzar from those poles, so what's happening is, the poles of the Chatzar are still standing around the Mishkan, because that Merari is going to take off afterwards. So here we have the problem. They have to carry the Uriois from the Mishkan across this large area of the Chatzar, because the poles are still standing, and the wagons wouldn't fit in physically, wouldn't be big enough, small enough to fit in between the poles, as it makes the calculation in the footnotes that it would have been an impossible squeeze to get those wagons through. So therefore, there's plenty of what the Bnei Gersh need to be carrying, these curtains. Whereas the Bnei Murari, not necessarily they have to be carrying anything very far at all. They could bring the wagons right over to the poles and then to the beams, put it straight into the wagons, load it onto the wagons, there's nothing that they need to carry. In fact, says the Rebbe, this will add a little bit more explanation to what we said before on Nosa Yesroish, that by Bnei Gershon, we said it's Gamheim, it's in a secondary way to the Bnei Kahos. It's not only that Bnei Kahos also, Bnei Gershon also have other things besides carrying, there's also Lavid, other Avoida, but even in the way they're carrying itself is very different because they're only carrying it until the wagons, but then they have the wagons, whereas Bnei Kahos don't have wagons at all, they're going to be carrying their Kalim the whole way long. However, the Rebbe says, some of what we just said is only, as the Rebbe calls it, l'cha'oyre. In other words, it's not absolute. Because the order of setting up the Mishkan, the Pasuk tells us clearly in Parshas Pekudai, they would put on the Adonim, the sockets, the Kroshim, and only afterwards would our whole courtyard be set up. And therefore, the wagons could approach immediately all the way to where the wagons are to be able to put on the Ureas, technically. And so too, when you're taking it apart. First, you would do the whole Mishkan, and then the chotzer, so could be the wagons could have come much closer to the Mishkan. But either way, the Rebbe says the Bnei Gershon still had a lot more physical labor and work, more than the Bnei Merari, because the curtains, the tapestries, the screens, and all of these coverings, they had to either put on or take off when the crusher was standing. So that means they need to climb up, they need to carry the Ureas, they need to deal with putting uh, looping the hooks of the Ureas together and roping them, tying them down, etc., etc. So from all of this, we understand that there was much more physical labor associated and Koyach needed from the Bnei Gershon. In summary, what we have over here so far in the Sikha is that we could clearly see that the Pasuk is trying to emphasize that the Levim that are being counted between the ages 30 and 50 has to do with the physical exertion and energy that they needed for which they're fitting at this particular age. Says that Eben, now we'll come back to what Rashi says in Avoidas Avoida, which refers to the shear with the cymbals and the harps, etc. But first, another question. The Rebbe says, since the counting of from 30 to 50, those that have strength, are specifically connected with what we said is carrying, if that's the case, why is it that when we count the Bnei Gershon, we're also counting those that are not only carrying loads, but also the other avoiders. Now, simply you could answer, no problem. 
Lavid is also a hard work. We're speaking about the avoid of taking apart the mishkan, loading the wagons. You need a lot of strength for that as well. Maybe not as much as carrying the load the whole time on your shoulders. And that's why we don't say nosei esroish, unless you're carrying it on the shoulders. But still, you need power and strength. And that's why, yes, you do need that age between 30 and 50 for all of these avoidos when you have koyach. So that's all very nice in the previous pasuk when you use the word lavoid and it could include all the schlepping and so on. But when we come to our original pasuk and our sikha that we discussed, when the pasuk says you can't in between 30 and 50, kolabo lavoid, avoidas, avoida, which we said avoidas, avoida means an avoida for another avoida meaning. The avoida of sheer singing, the question becomes why do you need kayach for this? We're trying to explain why the ages between 30 and 50, we need kayak. What kind of kayak do you need for sing? To sing. That's why Rashi says we're speaking about a specific type of shira. We're speaking about the music that comes from the cymbals and the harps. And Rashi does not say nevolim, the navel. And Rashi does not say singing by mouth. In other words, since the Pasuk is saying it over here about avoidas shir related to the age of the Alevi, Rashi is telling us that we're speaking about specifically things that we need kayak for. And that's going to be the cymbals and the harps, which are to do with our hands, work of the hands, a lot of effort, a lot of exertion, which need a, and a lot of strain. Whereas the navel, says the Rebbe, what's the navel? The Rebbe says the navel, based on a Rashi, is actually a wind instrument. The Rebbe says it's a navel, like a jug of wine, something that has a hollow, you blow into it. And certainly when we're coming to singing with the mouth, these are things that you don't need that much effort and exertion. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand why this Pasuk, Havoidus Havoidus, says in this Pasuk, by the end of the counting. By putting it at the end of the counting, the Torah is telling us that we're counting the B'nai Levi, those between 30 and 50. The Pasuk is explaining to us that it's specifically to this age because of these two things. Because of Havoidus Havoidus, because of the singing, the musical instrument, the cymbals and the harp for which you need the strength. And avoidas masa, that which needs to be carried on low, on the shoulders, etc. And it's specifically not the other avoidas of B'nai Levi, like taking apart and putting together the Mishkan and loading the wagons. Because that, in fact, could be done by Levim of the age past 50. As Rashi says clearly in Pasha's Ba'aloyscha, on the Pasuk Yavid Oid, that he cannot do the avoid of carrying on the shoulder, but he could definitely be involved in the avoid of locking up the gates and to sing and to load the wagons. Lishmar Mishmeris Rashi says, Lachnoi, they could camp around the oil moyed, taking it off by the Masois, etc. Says the Rebbe, according to this, we come up with a very big chidush in the Yonim of the amazing things that Rashi teaches us in the way of halacha. Based on what we said, that playing the musical instruments of the cymbals and the harps is only until the age of 50, we'll have to say that Rashi, when Rashi says that after the age of 50 you could go back to Shir, it only means singing with the mouth, or with that wind instrument called the navel, but not the instruments of the cymbals and the harps, which Al-Derech as we explained, you need the strength to be able to do it between the ages of 30 and 50. An additional point, since the reason is that after 50 the person gets weaker, and it's difficult to do these musical instruments of the cymbals and the harp, there would be no reason to differentiate between the Mishkan and the Mikdash, and therefore according to Pshutish Mikra, age should be a psul, for the Levian, even in future generations, in regards to these musical instruments of the cymbals and the harps, unless we're going to say that it's Xerus Hakosov, that the Torah just said this, uh, but not, but and we can't necessarily base it on the logic of it, and therefore, we, if we do base it on the logic, then we would clearly say that it applies in the Bishamikdash as well. 
The Rebbe now turns to Yenushal Torah, to the Chassidus aspect in this Rashi. The Rebbe says, based on what we explained, the difference between Bnei Kahas, Gershon, and Merari, we'll have an additional explanation to something that the Alter Rebbe tells us in the Torah in this week's Parsha. The Alter Rebbe explains, the difference between Bnei Kahas, Bnei Gershon, and Bnei Merari in regards to the Nesiyas Roish. The Alter Rebbe explains the Nesiyas Roish represents in a concept of going in a way of bligvul, lifting up your Roish. Nesiyas Roish literally means lifting up the Roish to the level which is higher than Seichel, to the Ratzoyin, to the level of Keser. And the Alter Rebbe explains, Bnei Kahas and Bnei Gershon are two levels and two types of Hiluch, two types of going. One is Mulmailo Lamata, one is Mulmata Lamailo, and therefore by them both it says the union of Nosei Yisroish to be lifted up in this journey to go Bligvul. By Bnei Merari, the Alter Rebbe explains they are on the level of Oindum standing stationary in one place, as we see that their Avoidu is carrying the Kroshim, the boards, regarding which it says Atzei Shittim Oindim. For this reason, it doesn't say Nosei Yisroish. So the Rebbe asks, the whole journey through the Midbar was to achieve the Hiluch of all the Yidin, all the Yidin are journeying. How can we say that this is an Avoidah, the Hiluch that doesn't apply to Bnei Merari? Says the Rebbe, but based on what we explained before, that Nasei Yisroish is referring to specifically carrying yourself the load, not when your wagon is carrying the load. Says the Rebbe, we can explain that by Bnei Merari, there is the Avoidah of going, in a way of Bligvul, in a way of Nasei Yisroish. The issue is only that their going is connected to their agolis, to their wagons, through which this avoider of carrying will be accomplished by the Bnei Merari as well. But it's not they themselves. What does this mean? So the Rebbe explains, when we speak about going in a way of Bligvul, there's three stages or three, three ideas. One is the Bligvul journey of the Ahavah, that the Nefesh Bahamas gets to Hashem after it was refined. Since the Shodesh of the Nefesh Bahamas is from Oilom HaToyu, as this explains, higher than the Shodesh even of the Nefesh Elik is, it has a very, very strong, great Koyach called Rav Tvois, B'Koyach Shor, the Ox, has specific, tremendous Koyachas, that's what produces so much grain, and in Avodas Hashem, it has a power of Ava Bligvul. Stage number two, the whole purpose of this journey of Bligvul is that eventually it schleps along the Nefesh Kis as well. As the Pasuk says, Now we're both running. That even the Nefesh Kis, which is from a lower and a more settled place, the world of Tikkun, also gets this idea of Bligvul. Finally comes stage number three. The, the journey of Bligvul of the Nefesh Kis in a way that it's being elevated to its real and highest and truest source, which is only connected to the Nefesh Kis. And that's what the Pasuk says, Haviyani HaMelech the king brought me, in singular, only the Nefesh kiss into his innermost chamber. Says the Rebbe, this is the difference then between the three groups of Kaz, Gershon, and Merari. By Merari it says, Mishmeris Masom. Which as we said before, they were appointed to make sure that it gets carried, but who's carrying it? The wagons are carrying it. Even when they're carrying it on their shoulders, we're saying that's not really the proper avoidah. In Avoidah Ruchnis is referring to that their Hiluch Bligvul is their Nefesh Abahamis that's more associated with the Agola, with the wagons, with the animal, not themselves yet. It didn't achieve yet in the Nefesh kiss itself. By Bnei Gershon it says, Acharecha, which is the Avoidah as we said before, of the next stage. Acharecha, no roots of the Nefesh Abahamis getting the Nefesh kiss involved as well, the Bligvul of the Nefesh Abahamis achieved into the Nefesh kiss as well. So they have two things. They have the carrying of the wagons, as well as the carrying of themselves, they themselves are also carrying. We said Avoidas and Masasa themselves are carrying, and they're appointed to make sure that it gets onto the wagon. So there's two things. So that's the Avoid of the Nefesh Bahamis along with the Nefesh Olikis. Comes along the Bnei Kahas. This is the highest level. Aviyani Amelech Hadarov 
entering the king's chamber, which is the hiluch bligvul of the nefesh kiss itself, going because of the shoyrish of the nefesh kiss, which has no shaykhas to wagons, it's only the person the nefesh kiss carrying himself. And therefore their main carrying, what do they carry? The aroin, the Torah. Because this idea of Yani HaMelech of this idea of coming into the king's chambers, was mainly accomplished by Matan Torah on Chagash voice.